and welcome to the Super 90s Brothers. I'm your host, Brennan Pointer. Along with me is Adam J. Pitzler. How's it going, buddy? Yeah, that's right. We're, uh, we're, that was a little tease for the episode we're about to do. Um, but first, I want to thank everybody for you know continuing to listen to this show. Um, it's, been, it's been real fun. Me and Adam have had a ton of fun doing our shows I think I called it live the other day. It's not really live. We are just it's live to us. It's live. We're we're live in person. We're not like, you know. How else would we? What is live in? What does that mean? Where where else would you be? Live in? Like live, like we like live would be like in front of like an audience or like we would be like recording it live and like it's like broadcast out to people. Someday. Someday we'll do that once we're famous enough. If if you like podcast scouts out there are listening right now. You guys should know how marketable the two of us are. Like Brennan is mm-hmm. like, Brennan is like the poster child for like acceptance and like the Renaissance masculine man, where he like loves women and all that stuff. Yes. And I'm like really witty and edgy and funny, and like we make a dynamic duo. Yes. I mean, I guess that's why you're listening anyway. Though, yeah. Right? And we're both white males. Yes. That okay. I but I'm married to a half Asian, so I check that box in the relationship. And my wife is a is a breadwinner. Yeah, so we were very progressive. Very progressive. So, for those of you out there, like Brennan just said, we would love your support, your continued support. And how do they give us that continued support, Brennan? Uh, they can give us five star reviews on iTunes. Um, we're still, we are, we are should be by the time this podcast airs, we should be at our twentieth review, which we've been asking for. Even though I've told, I said I would not bring up that number anymore, and I promise, after this episode, I will never. Mention that again. I'm not promising that. I'm going to keep like annoying people until they do it. I don't think it was so difficult. Like it takes like less than five minutes. If you're listening to our podcast, like a regular listener, and we know we have regular listeners because we're getting over 100 listens in a day now. We know we have regular listeners. It takes you so little time to get that done. And if you guys like us, that's that's how you say thank you. That puts money in our pockets. Like not real money, like fictional money. Emotional money. Um, yes. Which, which is arguably even more valuable. Absolutely. To, if you're dumb and can't and figure out which is more valuable. I literally told my friend, hey, review us on the podcast. Tell us what you want us to talk about and we'll do it. And I don't believe she did it. And my stepdad said, Adam, I love your podcast, but I'm old and I don't know how to give a review on my crappy droid phone. Can you do it? And I said, sure, Dan, I'll do that for you. And I picked up his old crappy droid phone and i couldn't figure it out either so here we are stuck at 19 man this, this is just like cruel fate just do it and if maybe even if if you do it and we haven't maybe if you review us now and we are above 20 and you still want to you know recommend what show to do next maybe we'll still do it maybe you'll get a little cherry on top too who knows we could send you pictures of ourselves yes pictures of brennan's kids who are adorable um yes my wife like embroiders things do you want us to embroider you something like 90s style that's Ooh. that's probably a big request you better leave us a really nice review how about friendship bracelets yes that's what maybe that's our first swag thing we should do friendship bracelets i will personally wear the other half of a friendship bracelet with a lucky listener for at least 30 days. Do you remember friendship necklaces? Yeah, and you'd have half, and one would say B, fr, and yep. the other would say st, ns. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> um, I definitely gave that to a friend. You always want to be the B, fr, right? Yeah. The other one is like, it doesn't automatically click. You're like, what the hell is that? <laughs> um, I'm also very creeped out right now, Adam. We're, we are recording in Adam's um, in-law's house in Spokane, Washington, and... 
um, we've been recording in a back room, and today the back room is not available because there's someone like sawing like constantly. There's outside. this dude in a garage right next door, and he has been going to town on like he is a table saw or a miter saw, and he has been cutting literally all week. Like he spends hours in his garage. What is he cutting? He maybe he's building a new arc. <laughs> I would believe it based on how much he's cut. I literally cannot think of what he's doing out there. At first, I thought he was one of those guys that takes a chainsaw to a cube of ice because it's so <laughs> constant. It's like for like five hours. I'm thinking, what is he doing? I still don't know. Um, well, whatever he's doing, he's do- doing it a lot. Um, but what I'm creeped out about is right in front of me is there's a stuffed chicken um, it's rooster. A, it's a cock, actually. <laughs> <laughs> and it's like, it's literally like looking at me. And every time I look over there, I feel like I'm getting judged. My, my father-in-law is like, if you ever watch like American Pickers or something like that. Uh-huh. So he's, he is like into that stuff. And there's this awesome auction in Spokane once a month called the Owens County Auction. Um, or Owens Auction Spokane. We'll give that a quick plug because it's awesome. And they sell the most obscure random stuff, usually from estate sales. And my father-in-law is obsessed with it. And every month he comes home with some weird little unique treasure. And I'm proud to say that stuffed cock over there is among them. <laughs> is it is it an actual one? Is it like a taxidermy or is it fake? I'm pretty sure it's it's fake chicken but real feathers. Okay, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. Well. So anyway, uh, stuffed cock aside, uh, what are we talking about today, Brennan? Um... We are talking about everybody's favorite 90s teenage television show that was on Fox. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles? Was that on Fox? No, USA. Sorry, Um, keep going. um, No, we're talking about Beverly Hills 90210. Yeah, and if you're you're lucky, well not lucky, uh, (laughs) today as we're launching this podcast... It, too, is rebooting on Fox as well. The reboot of Beverly Hills 90210. It's not really a reboot. It's just like a, I don't even really know It's a it's, reimagination. It's a reimagination. But, like, anyways, we'll talk about that later. But, yeah, 90210 is coming back. Whoa. And we thought, what better than to do our show on the, on 90210? Yeah. What could be better than doing a show on 90210? I'll tell you personally, my older sister was obsessed with 90210, and she was bigger and stronger than me and could beat me up. So if she wanted to watch something, like, that's what we watched. Mm. So I saw Dirty Dancing, like, way more than I should have when I was, like, five years old, by the way. <laughs> but that aside, she loved to watch <laughs> 90210. <laughs> me too. I probably watched Dirty Dancing, like, 20 plus times from, from the ages of, like, five to, like, eight. <laughs> with your mom? Probably that, like by myself. <laughs> I had like a crush on Jennifer Grey, and I love like baby, and and the the dance scenes were great. And we're I don't not know. We're, we're not doing a dirty dancing podcast though. It's eighties. Super eighties so. brothers called, and they're gonna do it. <laughs> so anyway, back to nine hundred two one zero. This is a story about Brandon and Brenda. What was her last name? Co- uh, Priestley? No, that's Cox that's, or something. No, not man. We're terrible. Brandon and Brenda. Brenda. Whatever, um, Brandon and Brenda Walsh. There Walsh, is. Walsh. There you move go. from Minnesota to like the coolest part of 90210, um, Beverly Hills, yes. and they go to Beverly Hills 90210 High School or whatever it was called, and meet this crazy cast of good-looking, fun characters that are all rich and socialites and lead lives just like our own. And through fancy cars and exotic vacations, we all get to understand what growing up in Beverly Hills 90210 is like. Yeah. Um. And lots and lots of hot girlfriends and boyfriends, loose sex, easy money, easy women. 
Yeah, that's a really good loose synopsis because there's like so many ways this television show goes over the like ten year run. Um, from I think it started in 1990 to uh, actually 2000 and two. 2000, 2001, I'm not sure. Real quick, of those 10 seasons or so, how many would you say you were a regular viewer? Probably the first four years, like till 94, 95. Um, I think once I got into like the older part of elementary, I like, it wasn't cool anymore to watch. And it also became really like... Melodramatic. Really melodramatic. Really melodramatic. If it wasn't, I mean, it was pretty melodramatic in the first couple seasons, but it was like high school melodramatic. Once it became like adult melodramatic, once like Ayn Ziering's character, like uh, Steve, like had a DUI and had to like go on like probation, like it wasn't very fun anymore. Yeah, I'd say I'd watched probably about the first five or six seasons, maybe like one more than you did. I probably hung out like one season too long. This is my track record with TV shows. And. At one at one day, I realized there wasn't even anybody left. Like the main character, like Bren, Brandon, wasn't even on it anymore. Yeah, like, and I was like, "What am I watching?" The the main like Brenda left after like season two. Nobody season liked three. Brenda. It's like who cares about? And that? then yeah, Brandon left after like season seven. And yeah, once it became, it was just like, yeah, Steve and yeah, we'll talk about that. So, but so uh, anyway, how how old were you when this came out? And do you remember the first season? You were like watching it, the hype. What you what you thought about it at the time? Um, I well, I believe it came out in 1990, um, and I was, for whatever reason, we not for whatever reason, but like we watched Fox, like Fox was like our yeah, like, it was a new cable channel for one. It had Simpsons on it, Married with Children, Married with Children, which we've done yeah, and uh, and so I probably saw like commercials for this leading up to it, and I watched it from day one, watched the pilot. Um, and did you watch you know, it as a family? Yeah, it was like a. I mean, it was scheduled. Like it was like so you scheduled viewing. You, your mom and dad, little toddler Jordan and baby Evan sitting around, you know, the Christmas tree watching nine hundred two one zero. Yes, absolutely. That's. I don't real, know if I, I don't know if they were watching it, but I was definitely watching. That's it. That's a really pretty scene. Yeah. So you were on it from the beginning, and you yeah. watched the first season. And For what, sure. What'd you think? Oh, I thought it was this magical. <laughs> I mean. It was every. I mean, it it was just a it was just a fun show to watch. Like, as a magical, <laughs> as like a little kid, like you like look up. I had like babysitters, and they were all like, you know, Brandon and Brenda's like age, and I like this is what I thought high school was like. You thought and, it was like Beverly Hills 90210? Yeah, for sure. And you um, were so impressionable by TV. I was very impressionable, um, and I loved. Brandon, I wanted to be just like him. One Halloween, I like went as Brandon for you Halloween. You did not. You did not. I, I, I think I've told you the story before, but one year for Halloween, I went as Spider-Man. My mom made me the Spider-Man costume, and it was just really, really tight, and um, I couldn't fit into it very well. And I wore it to school, and by the end of the day at school, like I like kind of it had. Busted open, like in the pants, like in the pants. So you were like walking around with your like, well, undi- had, like your underoos out. I had like shorts on. I had like clothes underneath, uh, and um, and so that night when we get home and we have to go like go Halloween trick or treating, uh, I had to be something else. And so the only thing I could find was like some sort of like hyper color shirt and some glasses. I had some glasses that were just like Brandon and like the. The when they do the little video, a little uh, montage at the beginning of the show, and he's like 
He lifts up his glasses. Oh, I had those glasses. Those are so lame. <laughs> and uh, and they're like sunglasses where you could put the sun part of it up. Yeah, right. Well, like, <laughs> so what, what's the point? By the way, who needs that? <laughs> um, but like him and Steve are like looking at a girl, and they're like, that was. And I had those glasses, and I also had a, like a really big hair, like. Brandon, like, like really, I could slick my hair back like Brandon. So you didn't even wear like a 90210 shirt. Well, I don't and have a 90210. So people, like, so people, people had no idea who I was. Okay, okay. It was, it was like I was going to, in Halloween we had a really like Halloween was really warm that year, and so I was able to like go out in, in shorts and a t-shirt and feel fairly comfortable. Um, but yeah, no one knew what I was. Okay, so. so you were a big fan. I mean, you were Brandon for Halloween. Mm -hmm. Okay, I will I will admit I wasn't that large of a fan. It, uh, I'm not saying I didn't enjoy it. My sister would make me watch all kinds of things, and there were things I really didn't enjoy, like Mickey Mouse Club. Oh, what a pile. And there was some—it was like Dumbo's Circus, I think was the name of it. It was like this crappy live oh, action. Oh, yeah, I remember Dumbo's Circus. It was Circus. so stupid. It was creepy. Oh, it was so weird, and she loved it for some weird reason. So there were shows I definitely hated. This wasn't one of them. I am with you. I kind of was intrigued by the whole cool high school hip thing. I certainly didn't believe it was real, though. Because <laughs> I, I had a sister in high school, so I think I had a little bit more of a sense of reality here. But um, I, I liked it. I, I, you know what I thought it was? I thought it was real to California. I didn't think it was real to just high school in general, but I thought, like, okay, this is representative of how all the cool, good-looking, rich people live in California, which is what I always aspire to be. And by the way might just point out that now I get to live in California and feel cool. And someday I'll feel rich and good-looking, but, you know, on, yeah. on my way. But you're not in the, like, cool part of California. Bay Area is pretty cool. It's, it's cool, but it's, like, it's more like Portland cool. Like, no, it's like don't you, you get that out of your mouth. It is nothing like Portland. Portland is so goddamn weird, and I know they, like, love that, and they wear it like a badge of honor. Like, all these people with ADD that, like— they wear it like a badge of honor, like it's some sort of excuse for why they don't have to learn shit, which is so annoying. Like, oh, sorry, man, I've got ADD. And then, and then there's like, I can't learn how to do that at my job. Oh, my God. I hate when people do that. It's such, it's, first of all, it's not true. Anyway, Portland, I hated it. The people were so weird, constantly. Like, one time I was driving to work, and there was this dude with a, with a big fake giraffe head over his head, and he was just peering out behind trees at cars. That's all, that's all he was doing. Anyway, Bay Area is cool. Back to 90210, which is also cool. Hollywood is cool. Yeah. So um, I was on board from the first season. I liked I liked Dylan personally because, well, well, really, I liked Kelly. I thought Kelly was the prettiest. So whoever had Kelly I thought was the coolest. Right, and yeah. And at least at the beginning, Dylan was with Kelly, right? Yes. Okay. So that's that's sort of how that grew about. I was like, I, I wanted to have Kelly, so I wanted to be like Dylan, right? Yeah. Anyway, really fun show, really cool show. My sister was religious about watching it. I remember like after 902 was over, we like had to go to bed. I think it was like 10 o'clock, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. It was on from like 9 to 10. And I remember at like 9.55, the episode would end and my mom would be like, okay, kids, time to go to bed. And my sister would go, what about stay tuned for scenes? And we're like, what? And you know, you get like the one little 30 second snippet, stay yeah. tuned for next week's scenes on it. So anyway, until that was over, then we went to bed. Yeah. But uh, big 90210 fan, really fun, and uh, excited to dig into some of the characters with you. Yeah, well, I guess we need to start with our, with the, the tit, tit, titular, that's not a word. Titular. Titular. I'm not, using words I don't even know how to say. Titular. Uh, characters. Uh, the main characters in season, in the beginning, Brandon and Brenda. I, those aren't titular characters. They're not? Their names aren't in the title. <laughs> <laughs> so, is that what that means? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I 
I'm cutting this. All right, no, you're not. All right, like, like the boat is the titular item in Titanic. You know what I mean? Mm. Okay, so go ahead, Brandon and Brenda. So Brandon was a. Um, he was just a cool. You keep saying that he's he wasn't a cool that. Guy. He wasn't that cool. He was like the smarter. He one. was smart. He, he he worked on his school paper. He, yeah, he was in journalism he, like us. Brendan and I were in our school journalism. Yes, we were. I and was I exactly got, like him, and I got kicked That's out. That's why I was. That was why I was in newspaper. Um, he was also. I think he, they talk about how he's a cross country runner. Brendan um, was a cross country runner. Oh, Brenda. Brennan. Oh, I you. was. Yes. I mean, I'm living. You're, you're pretty much named after them already. Yeah. I mean. Yeah. Um. But, uh, but yeah, I mean, Brandon was just, I don't know if all the girls liked him. It seemed like girls no, liked only him. only the nice girls liked him. Well, like, in the very first pilot episode, like, he goes to, like, a party in, like, the the party where the house is at. The, like, the, the girl, like, you know, talks to him and, like, they, like, kind of make out, I think. And, like... All right, well, he's good looking. He's good looking. We'll he's a good looking. Yeah. And he, you know, but he's a, he's a... He's a good, not a good old boy. He's like a good, he's just like a goody two-shoe. Like, he's not like... He has a good moral base. Yeah, like, I, I think... Which isn't typical in California. Of all the of all the characters in 90210, from season one to whenever Brandon leaves, he he's the one who has the least amount of drama, I would say. Yeah, he's the most solid person. Yeah, he, out of definitely. All of them. Um, and so, and most of the episodes early on are built around him and Brenda's characters. Um... And they're twins, um, which is really funny to me. I, if I ever, if I, if I ever had twins, if you ever had twins, <laughs> if I ever had twins, um, I would never consider naming them this, like close to each other, that close. What about like anything close, Dink and Wink or whatever? Dink and Wink. Name Dink and Wink. Like I think a better one would be like Stefania and Steven. Would you consider something like that? No, absolutely not. I don't hate it. I mean, I guess it. I mean, it's like a. Obviously, it's a. From like a parent's perspective, though, wouldn't it be difficult, like yelling at your kids if the name sounded so similar? Yeah, like. I mean, you don't have to yell at your well, three-year-olds yet. It's but. Bran and Bren. I think they probably use those like. You probably just go. You know what parents do? They go middle name too. You know, Brandon Albert Walsh. You get in here. You know, Brenda yeah. Lillian Walsh. Yeah. We kind of did that with Lincoln. I mean, we could have named them. Link, Brandon Pointer, and Ivy Brenda Pointer. I'm so prefer the twins you <laughs> did name their middle names after. And for those of you who don't know, his twins' middle names are named after Phil and Lil. Hashtag Rugrats, which I think is super cool. That's what we called them in, in vitro. So, um, anyway, uh, so Brenda, what do you have to say about her? Um, she was trouble. Um, is there anything else to say about Brandon, considering he's the titular character? He's not the titular, and it's not titular; it's titular. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I don't. I don't know that there is anything else to say about Brandon, other than you know he's kind of the rock of the show. the The early episodes were all centered around him and his sister. Um, the a lot of the show centered around like his parents' house and inevitably their house because they their parents leave and they can't take over the mortgage or whatever. Maybe you remember that episode. I don't. Oh, I remember that episode. And Brandon is kind of the peacemaker and friends with most of the people there. You know yeah. what I mean? Like when two of them have an argument, which happens a lot, Brandon would often play the guy in the middle trying to work things out. Yeah. So that was kind of his role. But no, let's move on to Brenda, the infamous Brenda, who any real fan would tell you is probably the most hated character of the show all time. Uh, easily. 
the more I, she's definitely most hated, and she was a like the most short lived. Yeah, which is hard to do in a show. I mean, think about that. You have among the least screen time, and you're still the most hated. <laughs> the, the oh, like for to, to, in like, totality. Yeah, well, I guess when I think of Nano Two and I mean, you definitely think of Shannon Doherty as uh, as you know as being a part of Nano Two and You would never think like, oh, she was only in the only yeah. in the show for like. Two or three seasons. So, I mean, like, Brenda's, like, behind... Or Shannon Doherty's, like, behind-the-stage drama is pretty well-documented, well-known. I think most people know that yeah. she's just a real pill to work with. Yeah. Well, ha- she, she was the most well-known name coming into what did 902. She, what had she done before this? She had done Heathers. Oh, um, Heathers, right. She had done... I don't know if... She, if she, she was a well... Not... I wouldn't say respected a- actress, but she had done a lot of... She had been on a lot of shows. Wasn't she? She was in a Little House on the Prairie. Um, for how many episodes? For I think, I mean, she was in the a lot. Uh, 18, 18 episodes. Oh, I don't. Um, I don't she I don't, wasn't a main character. I, I didn't know that Little House on the Prairie went on from nineteen seventy four to nineteen eighty three. Dude, Little House on the Prairie was the shit. She was at the very end of Little House on the Prairie. Yeah, she was in um, the shit year. But anyways, and um, yeah, I think Heather's is probably what she's most known for. Heather's which, is good. Um, and so she had done a lot of bit parts and was known for a lot of like looks like uh, one-offs in TV and small roles in movies and stuff like that. Oh, she was she was in the show for a lot longer than I thought. She did 111 episodes. Um, so that's like what it says four years. Oh, but how many of those were? Did she come back later? Maybe. Oh yeah, she must have came back at the very end. For all the like shit episodes. I'm not going to go into like how many. Who cares anyway? Brenda <laughs> sucks. So that's what everyone needs to know. Shannon Doherty was a pill to work with behind the stage, like I said. And let me tell you, as someone who has made a feature film, which you guys can check out on Amazon Prime, it's called Manhandlers. I haven't plugged it in a really long time. I should plug it more, honestly. It's you, on Amazon Prime. Yeah, it's on Amazon Prime. You can watch my film, Manhandlers. And Brennan uh, has a cameo in it. Very small. Yeah. Um, so anyway... Working with difficult actor, actors and actresses on the set is a nightmare. Like, shooting is a really high-stress situation, and mm-hmm. you're dealing with a lot of ego. And when you have cancers like that that make everything even more difficult, oh, my God, it makes for such a long, miserable day. So, you know, this is this is almost like uh, social Darwinism working itself out. Like, if you're really hard to work with, especially in Hollywood, it's just not worth it over time. Like, hmm. you're not that special. There's another pretty face around every corner in L.A. So... They kicked her out of off the show off to some point. But what do you remember about her character while she was on the show? Oh, she was just so very... She was the most melodramatic, like, character in the show. In the first season, she, like... There so many problems went on with her. Uh, she, like, moved out of her... She moved out of the house for, like, an episode and, like, moved into, like, an artist, like, commune thing. It wasn't, <laughs> it wasn't an artist commune thing. It was, like, but, a like, hippie thing? It was, like, a hippie... It was just... She just moved out of the, out of the house. And, um... She had a lot of issues with, you know, friends and fitting in, and she always had issues with Kelly, um, eventually had issues with, well, like, I remember, so at the at the end of the first full season, um, they, they did this episode where she is going to lose her virginity to Dylan. All right, Dylan. Ow! <laughs> High five. And they like they wrote that into the A notch in the bill. <laughs> they wrote that in like it was supposed to be this really big thing, and it, and it wasn't. They made it. They made very light of it. But like she was just a dramatic character. Like, so she, was her first real boyfriend character Dylan after he broke up with 
Kelly? Is that what happened? No, I don't think I don't think Dylan and Kelly dated until like they dated after like it was Dylan and Brenda and then um and then Dylan dated Kelly. Oh, are you sure? I'm pretty sure. Okay. Well, one thing we should mention is that when we do these episodes, especially on TV shows, Part of the fun is we're remembering it along with you guys, meaning we don't go back and watch every single episode. This is a nostalgic moment right. here. So we get to make fill in some blanks and make up some things as we go. And if we're a little wrong, tell us about it. Yeah, I'll tell you, email us and say, like, you guys are dumb. And don't... you can email us at super90sbrothers at gmail.com. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I, I would I will say I have gone back and watched this, the first season, um, the year my twins were born and we watched me and Abby just like sat on the couch and basically watched TV shows the entire time when they were when they were newborns. And One out of ten, how much did you enjoy rewatching it like that? Oh, I loved it. It was so much fun. Was like Ab- it, was Abby into it too? Yeah. You know, in the first season, um the show was a lot more uh serial. Like it was more like there was like an overarching like kind of storyline, but mostly each episode was self-contained. In oh, I own, like that. In its own, like, in its own show. Like, there, there is so, there's a sense of relief to me with shows that are like that versus almost every new show is like one big long story, right? Or one giant movie that you watch in segments. And that that works a lot better if you're watching something on Netflix or Amazon where it's really easy to track how much you've watched and it's really easy to just pick up after you're done. But in the old days, when you were watching shit on TV and there was no DVR, and some people recorded, but most of us didn't or weren't very good at it, those shows that were standalones in every episode were, in my opinion, just a lot easier to get into because you you didn't ever feel like you were missing something. Right, yeah. Um, definitely a... Um, yeah, the first couple seasons were a lot more... Um, were just much more easy to and like digestible, like... A lot of they dealt with a lot of different issues, drugs. So, so like, what was a Brandon and Brenda episode that you remember from season one? Um, <laughs> well, I remember one of the one of the Brenda episodes was she had to go work in a like she went and worked in like a suicide prevention like like um call line, and she like had oh, to cool. talk to people. And it, I just remember the episode being really melodramatic. And so, who was the patient she bonded with? What was his or her story? I don't remember. <laughs> this is the problem with me. I, I I like remember like bits and pieces of stuff. I don't one like problem. Re- like yeah, one problem. Um, I don't remember like the actual like. I mean, I could watch an episode yesterday, and I could not tell you the the story of it. Yeah, I, I it really kind of boggles my mind, honestly. I, I, don't, I, I don't. I have a hard time relating to that. I don't understand why you can't remember. Like if. Assuming you were sober. I think it's because I have ADD. <laughs> and I, <laughs> I have, um, you don't though, right? I don't think so. Okay. Who knows? I'm yeah, you know, yeah. going to go see a therapist and she'll tell me maybe I have AD, ADD. Maybe. You could get onto something. That's another topic. <laughs> but I just don't remember. like the, There's like little pieces of shows like that I remember. Um, nothing particularly stands out for Brenda. Brandon... I mean, the the whole looking back on the show is very just. I just remember them as characters, and but not pieces of the shows like very in depth. Like there's a couple shows that I remember really well, um, but we can get to those later. 
when we talk about other characters. What about you? Do you have any story? Do you do you remember any episodes with Brandon and Brenda particularly that you remember? I remember there was a good one where uh, Brenda had a sleepover or she went to a sleepover. Oh, that was definitely at the Walsh's house. This is what I need. I need you to just like remind me. Like I can kind of t- I can fill in the blanks. I okay. Just... <laughs> and then with Brandon, um, the one where he got he was dating that kind of blonde chick with like cocaine. Wait, we're not recording now, are we? We are recording. I thought you said Mark. I said Mark. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah. Okay. We should I we should preface Adam is on Oxy right now and he is For those of Okay, we, <laughs> no, that's not the preface. The preface is I broke my femur. That's the preface. <laughs> Adam if for those of you who haven't listened to the previous two episodes, Adam broke his femur. He is and he is still recovering and yeah it's been two and a half weeks he's still on a regimen of oxy and he's currently i'm just feeling a little loopy yeah and he's asking me if we're doing okay in the show is the show going well i mean this might be you know a show about 90210 but it might we might have gone on a couple we might be kind of a tangent show i'm just like you know i want to perform at high levels even when i'm a little less than my whole self and uh you know Thank you for help keeping me in check. And everyone, please understand, there is no oxy abuse here. This is a prescription. It's a very small dosage. It's only 10 milligrams every six hours. But I did just take it right before the, the podcast. So anyway, there's we don't condone drug use. And I certainly do not like prescription drugs. And for those of you out there on prescription drugs, try and get off of them. Do doctors and people that own stock and prescription drugs do not have your best interests at stake. The more you know. Da-na-na. <laughs> um, okay, so back to Brandon and Brenda. So there was an episode with Brenda where she had a sleepover, and Kelly and some other girls came over, and one of the girls was, like, mean or rotten, and she, like, she would always ask, like, kind of inappropriate questions, like, so, you know, how many times have you had sex? Like, she was, like, kind mm. of the one who wasn't keeping it fun and girly. Yeah, I, wasn't Andrea at that? Yeah, Andrea. Is it Andrea or it's Andrea? Andrea? It's Andrea. I'm pretty sure it's Andrea. Okay, Andrea. Andrea Zuckerman. The 30-year-old that was in the show. The dorky-looking one. Yeah, and so she was in the show. I mean, she was in the show. She was in that episode. And I believe what happened is he invited this other girl who um, was, you know, maybe more popular than them. Or not more popular, but she was a, she was a side character. They always brought in these side characters that were in the episode for, in episodes for, like, one episode. She was just kind of a bad girl. Yeah, but I think the problem was that she she had a drug problem. Oh, is that it? And she was on drugs. Was and, she? And yeah, um, I might be making completely making this up, but um. Well, anyway, the the cute and friendly game of truth or dare, <coughs> bless you. Excuse me. The cute and friendly game of truth or dare at this girl's slumber party, which was meant to be fun and innocent, turned kind of, I don't know, um, unfun. Unfun. It yeah. got unfun. And it, and it became very like personal, as high school. Kids do. They, it gets very drama. I remember or, something about, like, Kelly was telling a story, and then she pipes in, B and J, and they go, what does that mean? And she goes, before nose job. <laughs> <laughs> like, it's some, like, Beverly Hills slang, B and J is before nose job. Um, it's like an LOL I remember, precursor. Man, that is that is an LOL precursor. Um, I'm looking at some episodes. I'm trying to... Um, this is going to be bad. It bad, is bad radio, bad so radio. let me keep talking. 
Um, that was a Brenda episode, and we learned, you know, Brenda can... What I kind of liked about Brenda was that she would kind of get sassy, and she would, like, you know, talk back sometimes. And Brennan, you can attest, I am also like that. I can get sassy, and especially with teachers. I don't know if you remember having too many classes with me in high school, but sometimes if they would say or just let me stupid, stupid, I felt like it was my role to make sure they knew about it. Yeah, that, that's, that's Adam in a nutshell. Yeah, to a T, <laughs> uh, really. So here's the plot. Brenda throws a slumber party and invites Kelly, Donna, and Andrea over for the night. But the evening turns sour. I think you said that. When Kelly's bad girlfriend, Amanda Pacer, crashes a party and plays a game which brings out secrets that threaten the friendships between them all. Meanwhile, Brandon and Steve go out together for a night of cruising and club hopping in which they end up getting duped by two girls in th- that Steve that steal Steve's car. <laughs> that sounds fun. Did you ever cruise? Oh my gosh, I cruised up and down Division all the time. Division is such a stupid place to cruise. It's, it's too... Ugh. There's a, there's a... For those of you who don't live in Spokane... For those of you who don't know what cruising is, it's essentially driving around in a circle. Well, and there's only one street in Spokane to do it on. That, that's debatable. You could cruise anywhere you want. I feel like everyone was on Division, though. I, I agree. That's the problem, is that there's too many non-cruisers using it. A good cruising location, at least in my opinion, is somewhere where it's almost exclusively cruisers. That way you go there and you're all with each other and you're all, oh, he's out cruising. You guys are cruising on the main artery in Spokane. Literally everybody and their brother uses that road. You don't know who's cruising or who's not. So so technically I'm always cruising when I'm on... That's my point. It's like the worst idea ever to cruise there. In fact, I said that in in an article in our high school newspaper and I remember some like burnout came and gave me shit about it. They, they like approach you and say, Adam, that is not true. No, he was like, yeah, so I heard you talking shit about Spokane and cruising, man. Well, you never go cruise? Like something like that. And I was like, no. Me, me, <laughs> Didn't you read my article? <laughs> me and my friends always, like Friday night, we'd go out and cruise. And we'd probably like yell penis out the car. But Out the car window. That's what we would do. Well, when I was in middle school and first parts of my high school, my dad lived in Olympia. And I used to go out there cruising sometimes with my late cousin, Sean, who had this big, awesome muscle car. Rest in peace, buddy. Um, And then also my good friend, Glenn. And what was cool about this little stretch of one way in downtown Olympia was it was maybe six to eight blocks one direction. Then you turn around six to eight blocks in the other direction. Mm -hmm. And it was just this constant loop. And on this loop, there was a couple of stoplights where you could have little races and, and places to stop and talk to the people next to you. But more importantly, there weren't a lot of businesses that were open this time of day. So if you were using these roads, it's because you were cruising. And if you weren't driving your car, people were all standing on the side of the roads right here, waving at you, yelling like, show us your tits, stuff like that, which <laughs> which my, my cousin's friend did successfully get one older girl to do that. And when you're like 16 and that happens to you, it's like the coolest thing in the world. I mean, it never happened to me. But, well, because uh, you did it in Spokane. Well, I'm sorry that I was in an Olympia. Well, I'm just saying. It's not your fault. I don't mean this is a shot at you, but they need to figure out a better place to cruise around here. Maybe Sprague would have been a better place to cruise. <laughs> There's some pros and cons. For those that don't know, Sprague is like Skid Row in, in Spokane. In, in some parts. Okay, so back to 90210. We keep going on tangents. This is it's fine. I mean, this is the kind of show that you go on tangents with because there's so much to the show we can't cover it all in like one episode. Like, so let's talk about the side characters. I mean, the main characters that... All right, Kelly. The Kelly. Pre- Kelly's the prettiest. Yes. Right? Kelly was... She fit the Beverly Hills archetype of like a girl that you would... You see there, her mom... Her mom and dad were rich and to-do and she was kind of... 
stuck up and prissy, but she also had like a little bit of she's 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 nice. Um, she's I mean she was nice to I mean she she was the first friend first person that like befriended Brenda, and they befriended in like um, science class because some like ugly girl sat next to uh, Kelly, and Kelly's like, no, I have this saved for Brenda. Hmm. Yeah. But was that a lie? Just so she didn't have to sit next to the Yeah, and that's, how, and that's how Brenda and Kelly became friends. Oh, and so that at the expense that... of an Elgo. <laughs> <laughs> because that was, that's really nice of her. Yeah, that's really nice of her <laughs> to make room for the new girl. Man, I sound, like, I sound so shallow right yeah, now. The, the show was... That's what it was all based around. Pop, it, was, it was like the, the, the popular kids. You know, now that we're talking about this specifically, don't you think this was among the first to set that trend of... We're just going to show really spoiled, brat, obnoxious, rich people in the most lavish environments, and people are going to not even care how what their personality is like because they want to live that lifestyle. That's true. And now, like Kardashians and everything else, like that's like now they just live that life in real life. The Kardashians, yeah, or people. Well, the Kardashians live that kind of life, and people really like. But my point is that that's still what's on TV. That's still oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That's still what people are watching, and I don't know. I personally, I've never, it's never done it for me. It's never been my thing to watch these made-up lifestyles. Like I've told you how much I hate that show Entourage for that reason. Right. Yeah. It just seems like I don't know. First of all, I don't really believe that many people on Earth will ever get to live like that. Secondly, I just I don't relate to it. it doesn't seem fun. It just seems like fiction. That's what life is like for like celebrities. That's Marky Mark and the Funky Bunch. Yeah, um, it may be. That's, I'm, that's Russell Wilson. I'm not. I'm not one of them. He, I don't he has an entourage of people. You know, Marky Mark has three nipples. No, I didn't. I don't know why I didn't know that though. It seems like something I would like read on his like Wikipedia page. Yeah, I think the third one got like partially removed or something, so it kind of looks like a big ugly scar, but it's a nipple. <laughs> that's that's great. <laughs> anyway, so. Um, Back to Kelly. I don't know. Do you, do you remember any fun? I remember there was this episode with Kelly where she had a friend with AIDS, and they were. She was over at his house, and they were making dinner. They were like cutting something up, and he cut his fingers really bad. And Kelly like rushes over absentmindedly and is like, "Oh, let me help you!" And she like grabs his hands, and suddenly she looks at her own hands, and they're like covered in AIDS blood. Oh, and then they have to, like to do a test. Yeah, and so she like. The, the friend is like, you better wash that off. And so she like washes it off in the sink, but then she's like super paranoid the rest of the episode. And um, she has to go get tests and she has dreams where she wakes up with like AIDS rash, whatever that is. It was just a dream. I don't think that's a real thing. Well, what was the point of this episode? The point of the episode was to, to scare you. Well, no, it was to learn that it's difficult to get AIDS from people with HIV okay. as long as you're not having certain forms of sexual relationships and not directly mixing blood with each other. There was, you know, this was the early 90s. There was still a lot of paranoia and misinformation about HIV at the yeah. time. There was a lot of people that, you know, were just crazy prejudiced, scared of them. Like they were going to catch it, you know, from being yeah. in the same room with them. Those people were nuts. And this was part of the movement against that. That's true. I wonder if that stigma, if that, I would say that stigma's died down quite a bit. But... I would certainly hope. I mean, we're in the age of information. I feel like there's a lot of things that people used to believe because they didn't know any better right. that, that you just hear less of although i live in california you know what i mean that's true i i don't I, when i went to the south for groundhog day a few years ago i was very surprised by how some of the people still behave the south pennsylvania 
I guess. All right, the Midwest, <laughs> whatever you call it. Pennsylvania's like the East Coast. I, you're right. It's not the. I'm blaming the oxy again. The, the, po- the point is, there was a bunch of hicks there. Uh, listen to our. Uh, this is gonna be a big plug episode. Listen to our Groundhog's Day podcast, where Adam tells the story of going to Poxitani. Punxitani. Poxitani. Punxitani. Punxitani. There you go. Um, and and he will he lays out the entire story of it. It's a really good story. Yeah. Um, other characters. Um, we got Dylan. You talked about him. Oh, good. Like, Luke, James Luke, Dean type. Luke Perry. Play James Dean. Yeah. Eight seconds. Um, um, leather jacket, sunglasses, drove a nice car, had an asshole father. Pretty much me to a T. <laughs> and, <laughs> and yeah, he was just like, he was just cool. All the, all the girls wanted to be with Dylan. He was always like furrowing his brow and yeah. like kind of speaking in the back of his voice, you know? Mm-hmm. Kind of like Clint Eastwood a little bit. Yeah. He uh, worked construction before getting, want, getting, he like, this was his big break. I wonder if he did that on the construction job. Like, they're like, hey, Luke, could you go like, you know, move those two by fours? Like, well, you know, I'd like to, but. There's a woman out there that needs a man. And they're like, seriously, go. I told you like three times. <laughs> <laughs> um, but he was, he, was a very, he was a very interesting character. And he, he, was, he was just kind of around in the first like, season and a half. Like, and then he became a more like... He would like cut school and stuff, right? Yeah. Like, and so like, that was his reasons for not being in the episode. And um, he was really wealthy too, like they all are. Yes. And who were his friends? Who I mean, Brandon was his best friend. So him and Brandon became best friends. And then Brenda and Dylan started dating. Brenda and Dylan started dating in season one. In season, yeah, one in one slash two, like they broke up, and then I believe they then that's when the whole like love triangle thing happened with and Dylan, Kelly and Dylan hit it. Oh, I'm sure. Sh- I, I don't know if they ever had you know SEX. But he did quit it. I have no idea. For, for Kelly. Oh, for Kelly. I, I don't know. I really don't know. The, that There was something that happened there. I. This is where we're really we bad just, fans. If we could just be clear. Brennan just watched season one a few years ago, like we said. Four years ago. My kids are four. They're not four yet, buddy. Okay, sorry. <laughs> Three years and ten months. Yes. <laughs> so, anyway. Um, I was counting on him to have a... L- a little more detail recollection, but that's okay. We're gonna press hey, forward here. Hey, it's all available on Hulu if you want to go. Uh, if you want to go watch the show, do you like Hulu? <laughs> uh, I, I like Hulu. I have every streaming service. I like Hulu. What's your favorite? Um, good question. I'd say Amazon Prime because mm. because I also appreciate that if there's something that it doesn't have, I can go spend three dollars easily and watch it. Oh, I, I, I do that. I do that a lot more than other people, I think. And I'm always telling people, like, yeah, why don't you just rent it for three bucks? Like, oh, wait for it to come around. I was like, dude, it's three dollars. It's true. Like, you can literally watch like almost any movie you can think of ever on Amazon for three bucks. How cool is that? What a what an age we live in. That's true. I I like Hulu more because it has better exclusives and it also has cable. I have cable through it, and um, I also have HBO through it. I don't know. Okay, so you're a Hulu guy, <laughs> but you can go watch Beverly Hills 90210 on Hulu. You, I but you haven't. Uh, but I haven't recently <laughs> okay. in, in three three years and ten months. So Beverly Hills 90210, cool show. Um, who's next? Oh, what else do we want to say about Dylan? Obviously, we've got something to say about Luke Perry. Oh yeah, R.I.P. He was a great. He was a. 
I mean, he's a good actor. He's a good actor. He, I think he. We we're supposed to talk about this later, but we'll talk about it now. There, generally, for all of the characters in Nine Hundred Two and none of them had much of a commercial success after um, Nine Hundred Two and ended. Like, you know, Ian Ziering went on to make Sharknado. Um, Kelly did some sitcoms like on the WB. Uh, Brenda went and did Charmed. Um, but like for the most part, like no one, like I mean Donna's, I mean Tori Spelling's still around. She, uh, she was in Scary Movie too. Yeah, she has like a reality show. She writes cookbooks. Um, so she is a train wreck. By the way, we'll get to her in a minute. <laughs> but Dylan, um, he was in some movies. We said Definitely. we said eight seconds. He was also in the show Oz. Oh yeah, for I think two seasons roughly. Um, good actor. Rest in peace. He was a. He was a teenage heartthrob, like it or not. In yeah, the he nin- was. In the and, 90s. Uh, and I was surprised to see that he was in, um, he has like a bit part in uh, Quentin Tarantino's movie, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Oh, I didn't know that either. But uh, uh, yeah, there was a lot of girls in their teenage years in the early 90s that, that really had a thing for Luke Perry or a.k.a. Dylan. What's his last name? You know, I don't know what Dylan's last name is. It's just Dylan. Dylan. He, he, it's like Oprah. It's Dylan Dylan. There's no last name. Uh, Dylan McKay. Dylan McKay. Okay. Yeah. So, um, other characters. Good Irish boy. Yeah. Um, let's talk about the uh, the producer and creator of the show. I don't know if that creator, uh, producer of the show, his daughter, Tori Spelling. You want to talk about Donna? Donna. Yeah, Donna. Um, so, Tori Spelling was given the role by her dad, Aaron Spelling, who has is a illustrious Hollywood career uh, in television. Um, Don, Tori Spelling's pretty, especially at the time. She's really not ugly. No, she's. I mean, she was. A, she was a good character. At the, in the first couple seasons, she was very much of a side character. She was there for kind of comic relief. Um, she was always. She's kind of ditzy blonde. Um, didn't really provide much to the show. She was just kind of there for to like say something dumb or you, you kind know, of... she may have been my favorite female character to be honest i certainly wasn't a big brenda fan and uh, i mean i thought kelly was pretty but her personality was shit that's true donna may have been the best girl character yeah i mean she wasn't i mean she was more likable than the others she, I... she was kind of fun and like you said kind of ditzy but easygoing you know she was never full of drama like the other two yeah i don't have any really good st- stories to tell about donna from like like a show perspective but I, I'm, I've got one story and that's that she like um, sh- her boyfriend in the show um, David Brian Austin Green she makes him wait forever before she has sex with him like, like it's like until they're married do they get married true? in the end I, I, and maybe they're not maybe not until they got married uh, okay well the way I remember it is he makes him she makes him wait forever before he's allowed to have sex with her and they finally do, but then they break up like a season later, and then she starts dating this like douchebag named Noah. Oh my god! And she has sex with him on like the first date. <laughs> well, that's what, I mean, and I, and, and I David's what, like, "What the hell?" I think that's what happens when you have sex for the first time. You like you wait, and then like like, oh, it's not that big a deal. Now I'll just you know I'll do it with everybody. My ex girlfriend said, "Once you pop, you don't stop." Oh my gosh! No, she did. <laughs> yes, not. she did. I swear to I swear to God, she said that. She said that in a group of people while we were dating. I'm thinking, you slut. um wow um let's move on to uh let's move on to my favorite character um steve sanders uh steve sanders played by 
Ian Ziering. Um, yeah, best character. Best guy character. Best guy character. He was just... He was a D-bag bro, but he was just, like, the coolest D-bag bro. Like, he was really, like... He, <laughs> he was a... The son of a famous actress. Oh, Steve was dating Kelly at the very beginning. Oh, the very be- the very very beginning. They yeah. never like it was just like it was hinted at that they had dated. Like he's like, she like mentioned it. Like stop calling me Steve. We're not dating anymore. Or oh, well, like Steve that. had a nice car and he was tall. And he played on the football team. Apparently, I don't know if that actually no nothing ever really came from that. Mm-hmm. I think they kind of made him a jock. But um, but, um, in the first episode. I think, he's I think he's not really that tall, by the way. He's probably like 5'10". Have you, have you met Ian Ziering? I have, and we'll get to that. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Brennan um, just checked the show sheet. <laughs> <laughs> well, you've, you've actually met a couple. Well, not met him, but yeah, we'll get to that. Um, but Ian Ziering, um, the first episode, I have a story, is that he gets, um, gets really drunk at a party, and then he makes... Um, he makes David. David Silver drive him home, and David's like a dork. He's yeah, like, he's like a fre- younger, he's like right? a freshman, and he like sneaks into this party, and he like he drives Steve home, but he I think he kind of wrecks the car or something happens, or he leaves. I don't know what happens, but he makes David drive him home, and but Steve was always kind of he was a partier. He was always um, he was also like the comic relief of the show for for the guy side. Um, he was. Uh, br- him and so it was like weird like Brandon Dylan and Steve had like a bro love triangle <laughs> like it was like Brandon hung out with Dylan and Brandon hung out with Steve but Steve and Dylan never really crossed over like Brandon had these two guy friends but they never really like hmm. were that good of friends I don't feel like I don't think Dylan and I don't think Dylan and Steve were like broing around Los Angeles they probably could have well, they could have, but I, they, I don't well, know. Well, Dylan they... was like too cool to hang out with any of them most of the time. That's true. He won. I mean, he was hanging out with Brandon so he could hang out with Brenda. Yeah. What was he? What did he see in Brenda? By the way, I wonder if I'm, I'm gonna have to deal with that. You, you have know, to deal with. I'm it? going to have to deal with that. I'm gonna have to deal with like, like guy like Link's friends, like Link's like buddies who want to oh. like hang out with Link because of Ivy and vice versa. Probably not vice versa. You don't think girls are gonna like want to like. I hang think, out with Ivy because like girls a link. You know what it's like to be a girl. It's like you have like no, you I, have so many options. Tell like, me, tell me. Abby. I'll tell you because I know. You, <laughs> the, all I'll say this is when you're a guy and you're trying to find a girlfriend, you are a fisherman. When you're a girl and you're trying to find a boyfriend, the fish are jumping in the boat. That's all I'm saying. Okay. Well, we'll see when when we get there. Yeah. When Link and when, I are 14. Become, when we become women, and we, <laughs> we can share that perspective. <laughs> um. Yeah, so Steve was yeah he was a he was a great Steve Sanders. Uh, one quick Steve Sanders episode memory. Um, I already gave one. Well, I'll give one. He was he did stand up comedy at the club one time, oh. the Peach Pit After Dark. Mm. And at some point, I think Donna or somebody was managing it, and they hired Steve to come do stand up comedy. And he wrote some stuff down, and it started bombing. And then he ripped off oh. Richard Belzer. I remember that episode. And then everyone thought it was really funny, and he felt like super guilty the whole time that he ripped off Richard Belzer, which I thought was a great moral lesson to those watching about the reasons why not to plagiarize, especially comedians who work so hard. Don't comedians rip each other off all the time? Not good ones. No, only losers like Carlos Mencia do that. Oh, I'm not familiar. I, apparently Amy Schumer does that a lot, according to one of my... Uh, my... Isn't, is there a difference between stealing and borrowing? Like I've heard in, that, in comedy, no. Yeah. If you're presenting that same joke, you're as your own, and you've changed a few little details to make it your own. That's just straight up theft. 
I thought like comedians like borrowed jokes from each other. Well, maybe if they're like close and they're buddies and they want to give each other permission, that's one thing. But that is not what Carlos Mencia does. Okay, I'm, I'm not guy. familiar with the mind of Mencia. You shouldn't be because he went out of fame and popularity because he ran out of everyone else's material. I think it was recently here in Spokane. I bet it wasn't sold out. I bet it wasn't. And finally, we'll talk about the last like main character, um, David Silver. Ow! Uh, David Silver was a young freshman nerd in the first season. That he wasn't really a nerd, though. He was a nerd, he, but he, he just, like, they had this, it was a weird character, because, like, they introduced him as being this, like, kind of nerdy character, and he had a friend, a blonde-haired guy, I don't remember his now, name. No, that guy, I think his name was Dave. Yeah, I have a story, this is, goes into the story All right. about, about that character, but he has this other friend, and he's a nerd, and, but, like, but then they, like, make Steve kind of grow up, or, like, not Steve, uh, they make David grow up really quickly, and like they actually like make him go ahead a grade so he can catch up with the rest of the cast. They make him skip a grade. Yeah. Why? It's high school. Who even cares or knows? They just wanted them to all to be on the same level, and like they, he like he, I think he graduates earlier. He doesn't like seem like grade skip eligible. Anyways, and he, but he becomes the school DJ. And he kind of becomes kind of cool. Like, he's like a cool, nerdy kind of guy. Well, he gets with Donna, who's like one of the prettiest girls, and she's like rich and popular. Yeah. And and, uh, and they all start to like like him over time. I always liked him. Yeah, David, he was, he was like, yeah, he was, he was a likable character. I'd say he's my second favorite character. He was likable until like the later seasons when he like starts like having drug problems. And, like, oh, I didn't watch. Yeah. Okay, uh, so. But anyways, another quick note about David. David and... Um, Kelly are kind of connected in that their parents like date and marry in the early seasons and so they're like brother and sister but like David had like a crush on Kelly mm. and like they had to like and like it's so weird to me and Kelly's mom's like you gotta like you need to hang out with David like kind of and like, Kelly was like not interested at all and that's kind of how he got into the group his dad boinked Kelly's mom yes and then the age-old story but my story, this is the, the only story I really, really remember well. Or, like, it was when... Our grandfather clock is, like, going off. It must be... The, it's 419. It's 420. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. I, I missed the Oh, now it is. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> um, so David has his friend. And in the second season, like, they fall out of friendship. And, like... But... He, his friend's still around, and he invites David, and he invites all the cool kids. And David, like, basically makes, like, Brandon, Brenda, Kelly, Dylan to go to his friend's birthday party. And they all show up. They all show, And, like, they don't really hang out too long. And at the end of the episode, David's friend is like, hey, David, let me show you this. And he brings out his dad's gun, and he starts, like, playing with it, and he shoots himself in the head. And he kills himself right there in front of David. Yeah, after but everyone had already left, and that's like this. That was like the episode. It was a really weird episode. It was about you know gun. Con- I don't know if it was about gun control. It was about being safe around guns. Do you, do you remember that at all? No, but I I I hate episodes where people injure themselves with guns. I just well, hate those. Not episodes. only did he injure himself, he ended himself. It's so you have to be so reckless to do that. You have to be so reckless. And so at the end of the at the end of the episode, David is like in the DJ booth, and like I think Brandon or D- someone comes and talks to him, and he like has this big blow up, and he's like nobody cared about him, and he blah blah blah. All he ever wanted to do was fit in. Like like me, I wanted to just fit, I wanted to fit in. I'm talking really low for some reason, um, and it all it's all like gets 
put out on the PA system and everyone's listening and it teaches you about like, you know, don't be, don't be inclusive and don't, you know, and, and bring in the non-cool people into your group. I don't think they ever actually did that. You said don't be inclusive? Don't be inclusive. Don't be exclusive. Don't be exclusive. Okay. Titular. <laughs> oh my god. Anyway. <laughs> so that's the characters in a nutshell. There's some other characters. Tiffany Amber Thiessen. Hottie Patati. I mean, from, you know, Saved by the Bell. Ow! You know, also a podcast we did, you can check out. Came from from Bayside and, you know. Uh, there was um, Nat, the owner of the Peach Pit. Oh, yes, of course, Nat. Uh, Brendan and Brenda's parents, the Walshes. They were very... They were very titular. I didn't. <laughs> I didn't like the mom's haircut. I'll say that she had a mom haircut. She had that short, kind of triangular in the back. I don't know. I think it's. Ugly. Yeah, they were very side characters, and then they eventually move away to Japan. Oh, that's another episode that's is fun where they like, they, they sell the house, but and they decide to like since they're selling the house, the people that are gonna buy it are just gonna wreck it and demolish it and put a new house up, and so Brandon. And Steve and everyone that's living in the house decides, hey, let's uh, let's throw a big party and just wreck the house. There's a little baby deer walking right outside our window right now. Oh, you can wow. still see its white spots. It looks like Bambi. It's it's uh, look, it's right behind you, buddy. If you want to see it, anyway, um, that's nice. A little fawn. I saw a doe, a deer. Anyways, they, a female deer. <laughs> Anyways, they wreck the house, and then Brandon decides that he doesn't want to sell the house anymore. And he wants to keep it because, and so he buys the house, which is very, you know, which all twenty-year-olds can do in Beverly Hills. In Beverly Hills. <laughs> so, uh, what other side characters were there? Any of the, There were other characters that started replacing the main character on the show. We mentioned that douchebag Noah. Um, oh. There's Brandon's girlfriend. Uh, girlfriend that's kind of bat like. She's uh, she's kind of like a Luke Perry type of girl. I, I don't know who she is. There was some like pretty girl named Claire at some point. Oh, Claire. Yeah, was that? She had short hair, right? Yeah, and it was usually like uh, colored like dark red or something. Like it was. Yeah. Well, we didn't talk about Andrea. Andrea was the editor in chief yeah. of the the paper. Yeah, the nerdy girl. That for like some she's reason... actually like she's actually in the credit, like in the. Yeah, I always the, thought that was credits. out of place. And she's and she's in the in the reboot too. Well, she's got nothing else to do. And and she was also thirty years old. When she, she was so she was older than Luke Perry. Well, she was definitely older than Luke Perry. She was older. It's actually, I think, in the first season when they were playing these characters, Ian Ziering was like twenty nine, and she was like thirty. Doesn't she have like a baby with some like Mexican guy? Yes. Yeah. And like that's like episode. I think that's like season four. And or five. There, there's like some, you know, uh, life lessons about uh, interracial. Oh, relationships. Yeah. Yes, definitely. There was definitely a lot of episodes about that. Like, Which I am proud to be in one. Yes. So, um, I guess that's one plus on the Andrea Ledger for me. I never liked her that much as a character. She wasn't really much of a character. She was lame, and like when they wanted to go get into trouble and do fun stuff, she was like the little Jiminy Cricket like and, annoyance, you know? And I think her and Brandon had something going on in like the second season, and then they're like, uh, this feels really weird. And Brandon was like out of her league. Well, yeah. So, but yeah, she was a character, and she was a main character that we don't really talk too much about. Yeah, and for good reason. So, um, anyway, have you? So you said you watched the first season again recently. Other than the first run, when you were watching it when it was live on Fox, and other than this time you mentioned when it was you and Abby, have you ever watched the show? 
Never, like watch it when it's on randomly. I don't. I don't remember being syndicated that for that long. I don't think it is. I mean, is it? It must be. I think it was syndicated on E for a little bit. Um, it was definitely on for a time, but not a long time. Yeah, I definitely never run across it on uh, TV. I'm not sure who owns it anymore. I don't think Fox does. I think it's coming back to Fox. But I've seen um, it on one of those like channel 429 or something mm. when it was like a marathon i've seen it there like a couple of times i would say like it's only worth going back to watch like the first three or four seasons oh yeah like the, the first four seasons like when brenda is in it uh, and, and they're still in high school once they get to college and once they get past college even like the show so have you um you mentioned the lack of commercial success for all the main actors why do you think that is do you think they all got stuffed with the 90210 stigma I think they're. I mean, they're, they're just not good. They're just not very good actors. They're just they are they're. They became very famous in the early '90s, and they stayed over fa- famous. They, yeah, they they were like like for those that don't know, 90210 was like the biggest show in the early '90s. It was the shit. Like, it uh, it was almost canceled, but then it they released it in the summer one for the second season, and it just became. It is humongous success, and all the characters, um, you know, Brandon uh, was on SNL. They do. There's this really funny SNL skit that's now no longer available because of like copyright issues with like Fox. But like, um, Brandon is a, it's Jason Priestley, and they're they've called like a big all the students at auditorium, and it, it's they're letting all the kids know that they're no longer gonna be. In the 90210 zip code, and that, <laughs> <laughs> and it's now it's gonna be like 90212 or something like that. Oh, and they're probably and like, like crying and, and stuff. And Tori Spelling is like, or I think uh, I'm not sure who was playing. I think David Spade was like Tori Spelling. Right, and, right. And uh, he's like, oh, that's where all the poor people live. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, but like, yeah. I can, you cannot find that. You cannot find that skit anywhere. Okay. Um, it's, so, it's hilarious. So though. you think they're not great actors. I think they got stuck with a little bit of stigma. And I don't think they're terrible actors. I just think... And I think they've all worked. They've yeah, all worked. A little bit. Yeah, a little bit. And they do little movies here and there. Like, I mean, Ian Zerian's done all those Sharknado movies and made money doing that. I, um, w- I wish we would have got more into the train wreck that is Tori Spelling and her, like, her career and her show and like the e true Hollywood stories on Tori Spelling is like oh my god she's like she reminds me of that I think was her name Tammy Faye Baker or something it was that woman on all those um, religious networks and her job was just to stand around and cry and her mascara would run yeah like that is like Tori Spelling like all she does in the e true Hollywood story and in her reality show is cry she cries and cries and cries and cries and cries I there was something in the true Hollywood story that she has like she spends over thirty thousand dollars a month in self storage units. Oh wow! Because she has this shopping addiction and oh. she's just buy shit all the time and can't put it anywhere. So she buys storage units and stores it, and then she's like bankrupt. And she sold all of her secrets and she's like turned on everyone of her family members to sell secrets to tabloids and shit for an extra five thousand dollars so she can go buy her daughter like you know a pony party for her ninth anniversary of the time that she broke her knee like shit like that like she's nuts well good news adam she's coming back what so for those who don't know and i i'm not sure if you do um beverly hills 90210 is actually premiering tonight oh and or on august 7th if you're listening to this past that past that <laughs> date uh but yeah it's coming back and it's not coming back as 
them as characters, they're coming back to play heightened versions of themselves, like the actor, like Jason Priestley and all of the characters. They're coming back to play heightened versions of the, themselves about them possibly coming back to make a remake of 90210 or a reboot of 90210. Hang on. <laughs> yes. I did not follow at all what you just said. So they're playing like themselves. It, it's like Kirby Enthusiasm. So it's almost like a documentary. Yeah, it's like Kirby Enthusiasm. But it's fake. It's fake. It's scripted. Mm-hmm. And they're thinking about coming back to remake 90210 the show. Yes. Reboot it with them as in the, the, the characters. That sounds fucking terrible. <laughs> well, we get to find out tonight. I, I, I guess we do. <laughs> um, yeah, so it's in its... It's all the the main players are back. Uh, Brandon, I mean Jason Priestley, Shannon Doherty, um, Brian Austin Green, Brian Austin Green, Tori Spelling, uh, Iron Zering, Jenny Garth. Garth, yeah, and even on uh, Gabrielle Cateris, um, and I'm and Dylan, uh, or not Dylan, but uh, um, Luke Perry. Luke Perry would have been a part of it as well had had he not passed earlier this year. All right, so uh, you know, let's skip ahead here. Um, there's a couple of stories I want to get to before. What we... do you think about that? Does that sound interesting? To no, you at it all? sounds terrible. I hate it. I hate the idea of it. What if it's like a commercial success and all these people come back into the limelight and they're this show runs for another ten seasons? It'll be more fodder for me to make fun of about Americans viewing habits. What do you think about this whole reboot stuff? I hate it. Everything's getting rebooted. Name, like Will and Grace. There's so few things. There's so few, especially TV shows. Roseanne. What has been better? What has even been worth it? Especially TV shows. Forget movies. I don't. I think it's nostalgia. I think that's well, not what I asked. Name one that's been better. A one. None name of them. name an example that has worked for you. You're like, wow, this is a good show. They've really done this right. Um, I mean, I didn't think it was horrible. I thought, I mean, it wasn't better, but I thought when Roseanne came back for their, you know, their reboot, uh, I keep on saying reboot, and that's not a proper term, but, uh. Um, Everyone knows what you mean. But, like. Reimagining. They, it's not reimagining either. It's just like a continuation of the story. Pick up. Uh, I, it, it was fun to watch. Like, it was like, oh, you, like, I watched Roseanne as a child and i remember all these characters and it's all the same sets and, and then she she like got in trouble and got kicked off the show right yeah because she and, made some racist comments and then who is still watching the roseanne show without roseanne well now it's the connors yeah but who is watching that i, I mean they're still making it i don't know that's what i'm saying who are these people who are these people that watch families opening presents like the who are these kids that have kids watching them play with toys and video gamers watching other video gamers play video games it doesn't who are these people it doesn't make sense I, to me. I watch video gamers playing video games do you do it briefly to help you unlock something or do you do it habitually because it's fun to well, watch you don't, it? i don't watch it to unlock something i watch like people playing like Fortnite. why let's watch it for like 10 minutes because it's kind of because they're characters and they're fun to watch I don't know. I, 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 I'm at a loss. I don't get it at all, especially... Sometimes you can watch someone play and you can get a little tips on like well, how to well, play that's, it better. that's a little different. I mean, if you're trying um, to get better at something and you're trying to learn something... But not necessarily. But um, so, so many people just watch. Yeah, I mean, Fuller House. They did it with Fuller House. Do you know anybody that you like that likes Fuller House? Um, well, they, they canceled that. Um, and no, I, no one liked it. It was, it was a garbage fire. And they made like four seasons of it. Full House was a garbage fire. Who thought the Fuller House was going to be good? Who thought that? No, I think it's, in the, it's people come back and watch it for the nostalgia. That's why all these shows are getting remade. It's, it boggles my mind. 
I think this is this might be the most interesting reboot because they're not actually going back to be to playing the actual characters. Like they're going back to play heightened versions of themselves, talking about playing their <laughs> past characters. I can't even follow your description of it. Isn't that a weird description? I have to think about it like really hard to get what you're saying. That's Oxy's. Yeah, maybe. Okay, so can we get to, to Adam's story time? Okay, you can tell the most interesting of these stories, and you can kind of gloss over the other. All right, I'll, glo- in- I'll gloss, I'll gloss over Halloween Horror Nights. Okay. My sister and I went to Universal Studios Halloween Horror Nights last year, and we were standing in line, and there was this real fancy-looking blonde lady in front of us, and we didn't think anything of it, and we were falling behind her, and she turned around at one point to talk into her phone, like she was recording something for Insta or something. She was like, okay guys, we're at Halloween Horror Nights and it's gonna be scary. And then she turned back around and she was literally right in front of me and my sister, like literally. And we looked at each other and it took a second. We're like, why does that lady seem familiar? And then we both looked at each other at the same time, like, oh my God. Like we, we both figured out the puzzle at the same time. You're like, holy shit, that's Tori Spelling. So we like started stalking her and we tried to follow her into the haunted house so I could see her like, act all stupid and stuff but as soon as like she walked in this big dude came out of nowhere and put his arm in front of me and so I was like Mm-mm. and then we all had like the whole line had to wait five minutes for her and her little posse to finish before we could go in it was so stupid so was Einstein with her he was later okay. so we bumped into her again later and we're like holy shit that's Kendra from the mm. the Hugh Hefner Kendra Wilkinson? Yeah, Kendra Wilkinson. From Married to uh, the ex-Philadelphia Eagle. Hank Basket. Uh, yeah. But she was on that Hugh Hefner show. The, yeah. I forget it was called The Bunny, Bunny Show. Bunny, yeah, something like that. Anyway, um, and then we saw Ian Zirian. In fact, my sister like pretty much ran him over, and he was starting to go bald a little bit, but he looked good. Um, Tori Spellin did not look good. Like, she looked like a grandma. Like skinny? skinny and like her face just looks so weird because she has all this work done you know yeah. and it was all like puffy and droopy and wrinkly and weird spots she looked like a grandma and Ian Syrian looked the opposite he looked like he had just aged a little bit and he still had kept up his body you know he looked like he was in good he was shape like, he was like in uh, the Thunder from Down Under or Chippendales he did like he toured with Chippendales recently really yeah like, okay so I was right he was in good shape he was in good shape he was just balding a little bit and he was about like 5'9 five, 5'10 five, and he had black horn rims on black horn rim glasses and then we were waiting in line to get concessions and tori or kendra turned to someone and said do you think they sell wine here (laughs) at like the hot dog stand (laughs) (laughs) i wonder if they did so anyway that that's that was that and then a few years back i was at this film festival and there was a there was like two options for vips what you could do that night you could either go watch the new kevin smith movie tusk um, I think that's what it was. It was called. a yoga hoser. Yoga hoser. Sorry. With his with with his stupid daughter and Johnny Depp's daughter. You could either go watch yoga hosers or you could go to like this boy band sing along after party, and the boy bands involved were like Chris Kirkpatrick, AJ McLean, like Joey Fatone was there, and there's like somebody else that that's escaping me right now. And anyway, that was that was the option we went with. So anyway, Jason Priestley was at this film festival, and there was uh, half a beer sitting there, and his handler made him go away because I guess people asked for his autograph, and the handler was like, no, you don't give autographs for free, and he made him leave. But there was still half a beer there, and there was these girls, and they're like, Adam, you should chug that beer. And I was like, totally. So I finished it. So Jason Jason Priestley and I have shared a beer together. Yes. And then I was hoping he didn't have herpes immediately thereafter. Gosh, or at least inflamed. Or, or something worse. <laughs> and, um, and anyway, so that's my Jason We'll tell Pre- the second part of that story another day. Yeah, and uh, Jason, Jason Priest is like five foot four, I feel by like the way. That, I feel like the second part of that story is a lot better. Yeah. Well, um, well. 
But yeah, I mean that's nine hundred two one zero in a nutshell. Sorry for being so disjointed. It's been a it was it is a very weird episode to talk about. I, TV shows are difficult because there's especially when we don't remember them. Yeah, it's a there's a lot to cover and yeah, it's more you know catching up on our nostalgia of it. So uh, yeah, we're just sitting or two two white guys, a couple of white guys sitting around talking. Yeah, sip, sipping my ties. Yeah. So anyway, for. Uh, the last thing you guys can do to help is give us those awesome five-star reviews on iTunes. You can follow us at 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 Adam Pitzler. You can email us at super90sbrothers at gmail.com. Give us that awesome five-star review. Like us on Facebook. Share us on social media. Do you have anything to add to that? No. Next show, we're going to be doing a either TV show or video game. Or we'll be doing whatever show someone recommends to us from... Uh you know, on our iTunes reviews. So, so get on those iTunes. We're counting on you guys. Help us, Obi-Wan 90s listeners. You're our only hope. For Brendan Pointer, I am Adam J. Pitzler. This has been another L.A. edition of Super 90s Brothers, 90210 style. Peace. Peace. <laughs>